Welcome in to another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Hard to believe, but we're already a third of the way through the high school football season as the calendar has rolled over to September. In just a couple weeks, we're going to be halfway through the high school football regular season. Flies by. We are uh, we're we're getting into conference play, obviously, and getting into some interesting matchups. Before we get to today's podcast, which by the way will be uh, a little bit of a look back at week three, preview of week four as well. We'll talk about a couple other things uh, going on, but uh, we do want to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Big thank you to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation for sponsoring our WSN podcast. And again, we're uh, we're going to talk a little bit about last week uh, of the high school football season and preview week four. Uh, as we look back at week three, which again was the first week of the uh, conference play around the state for, for the most part, um, you know, some interesting things happened. Some some streaks came to an end. There was a few upsets, but by and large, it wasn't quite as big a week of games as we saw the first couple weeks, and, and probably not quite as big a week of games as we saw uh, as we have on tap for this week in in week four of the high school football season. The game I was at, the Quick Trip in Wisconsin Dairy game of the week, Hudson at Chippewa Falls, made the trip up to Shy High. And unfortunately, after the uh, most of the first quarter was completed, weather came in in an hour and a half weather delay that uh, you know put a little bit of a damper on things. But very impressed with the number of people that stuck around, that that stayed uh, and and came back when things resumed. Um, got a chance to chat with uh, John Wenneken from Hudson Broadcasting uh, during that that rain delay to kill some time on their broadcast, and a big thank you to him having me. Uh, having me on. It was a great scene before the game. It was Veterans Night. They honored uh, military veterans with uh, introductions, uh, flyover. Uh, the the band performed a live national anthem. There was big signage around. Had a great steak sandwich before the game. Um, dropped off a donation for a, uh, for a clothing um, uh, drive that they were doing. So it was a, it was a good night, uh, other than the hour and a half rain delay. Hudson won the game. Uh, they they kind of pulled away, controlled things for the most part. Very impressed with with a few athletes in particular from Hudson. We knew about Will Hudson, or excuse me, Will McDonald, who uh, has committed to Wisconsin as a preferred walk-on. His brother Cade McDonald is, uh, I, I think he's uh, the the second string uh, at uh, defensive end right now at Wisconsin. Will is a very good lacrosse player. He had offers for football. Uh, some scholarship offers elsewhere, but ultimately chose to walk on at Wisconsin in a very good get for the Badgers. Impressed with him. He was listed at 6'5", I think it was 250, uh, strong athlete, uh, looks really good at that defensive end position, so he'll he'll fit right in at, uh, at Wisconsin. Um, and then also, you know, Chippewa Falls, uh, I'll get to them really quick. Uh, one of their standout players, Dawson Goodman, had been uh, battling a, uh, a leg injury and they weren't sure if he was going to go. Actually, I talked to I talked to head coach Chuck Rakovich before the game, and and he wasn't even sure if uh, Goodman would play at all. He did come in. Um, he, he didn't start. He did come in and played, but uh, was was a little bit limited, um, and you know wasn't able to have the kind of impact that he would have liked to certainly. Um, but you know, just a, a good 
Good high school football game. Uh, again, was impressed with what I saw out of Hudson in that one. And, uh, uh, oh, uh, the other uh, player that I was going to mention, uh, by the way, uh, Ben Healy looked good. He had four interceptions the week before, uh, but he looked uh, he looked solid. But Tyler Lassard, a sophomore from Hudson, plays in uh, starts on defense in the secondary at safety and at receiver. Looked very, very good. In the game, he had an interception in the first quarter, and, and then on the ensuing drive, caught a touchdown, a very impressive touchdown. He went up and snatched it away. From, uh, from the defenders, 6'3", 200 pounds, again, a sophomore, uh, very good basketball player, but uh, I think he's got uh, a bright future in football if he if he chooses to go that route. And, you know, he's one of those kids, uh, th- there's a lot of basketball kids in that 6'2", to 6'4", range, um, and it, it takes a really special talent to be able to be that height and, you know, go Division One or, or, you know, even Division II. Um, but football players... If you're, you know, in that six two to six four range, and you're a good athlete and well built, you know that you can you can do something special. So um, it, it is always interesting. Sometimes you see those guys that really focused on basketball early in their careers and didn't get to the uh, the height profile maybe that they needed, uh, and their bodies developed in a different way, and they uh, they kind of switched to focusing more on football later on. We, we've seen it a number of times. I think of Jack Plum at Bayport is a prime example of that. There's been other guys as well that kind of realized that, you know, their their ceiling in basketball was maybe D3, maybe D2, um, but they could be, you know, Division One football athletes if they if they stay dedicated to it. And I think Tyler Lassard, as a sophomore, with the, the measurables, with the profile he has, certainly has a bright future on the football field if he chooses to pursue that option. So that was a quick trip in Wisconsin Dairy game of the week. Uh, again, with Hudson getting a 17-7 win. A few other games of note around the state. Uh, I had talked about the week before a number of teams that were 0-2 to start the season. And, you know, they needed to get it going. Um, not a, a death sentence for your season by any means, especially since at, at that point they had not played conference games. But some of those teams lost their conference openers, and they're in a little bit of a... A dicey spot. And one of those teams is DeForest. They had a brutal non-conference schedule. They had to play um, Wanakee in week one. Then they had to play Kimberly on the road in week two. But they lost a very close game to Mount Hora Barneveld uh, in, in the first conference game. An impressive win for the Vikings, who were one of the co-champions of the, um, of the Badger Small last year. Uh, I thought, and most people thought, DeForest would come in and, and uh, be the favorite this year. But DeForest loses the first conference game, and uh, it was good to see Mason Keys back. He had gotten hurt against Wanakee, did not play against Kimberly, uh, but he was not very effective against Mount Hora Barneveld through three interceptions. So uh, an impressive win by Mount Hora Barneveld. Lodi beat Lakeside Lutheran. That was one of a, a couple of really uh, outstanding games in the Capital Conference, which is one of the best leagues in the entire state. Uh, Mason Lane had a big game. Uh, another Capital Conference game, Edgewood defeated Lake Mills, um, an impressive win for Edgewood. So, you know, there's six really good teams in that Capital Conference, and it's going to be fun to watch some of these upcoming games that we have in that league. Cambria-Friesland was a winner over Lords Academy. Uh, Lords won the conference championship in the Trailways last year, but Cambria-Friesland, 3-0 to start the year. They're tw- uh, with a 28-7 victory over, uh, over Lords the other night. Uh, Prescott got a nice win over Osceola. 
Um, and, and then uh, speaking of some of those other 0-2 teams that I mentioned earlier, teams that lost after starting 0-2, so are now 0-3. Brilliant, who was a, uh, a, a conference champion last year, Cuba City. De Piers 0-3. They won the FRCC North last year. Mentioned DeForest, Germantown, who we had pegged as one of the favorites in the greater metro. They're 0-3 now after dropping their first uh, conference game to Marquette. Iola Scandinavia, Kohler Sheboygan Lutheran Christian, River Valley, Union Grove went down to West Osha Central. That was an eye-opener. Union Grove played a pretty tough schedule in the non-conference, you kind of understand, but losing to West Osha Central, not a good way for the Broncos to start. West Osha Central has not made the playoffs since 2010, I believe it is. And uh, they're, uh, they had a, a big game uh, from their quarterback, Brock Keppel, last week. 311 yards, four touchdowns, scored a rushing touchdown in the game as well. Um, and then Waterford, staying in that Southern Lakes Conference, Waterford is 0-3. Wisconsin Lutheran is 0-3 as well. So again, not... Not the end of the world for those teams, but they got to get things straightened out real quick and get moving in the right direction. Uh, so again, there wasn't a, a huge amount of you know just crazy games in in uh, week three, um, but we uh, we did get to see uh, again some streaks broken. Uh, West Bend West was one of our our team of the week nominees a couple weeks ago. They ended a thirty seven game overall losing streak, and they ended a thirty one game. Uh, conference losing streak last week. So impressive uh, by them. Uh, also in that North Shore Conference, by the way, uh, Slinger shut out Homestead. So a nice, uh, nice start to the year for Slinger. Homestead's now o in, excuse me, one and two, uh, but zero and one in that uh, in that league uh, to begin the year. Uh, so you know, again, some good games in in week three. We're looking forward now, certainly to week four. Before we get to week four, though, I do want to mention an article that we put out today. Thank you to Colton Wilson for doing uh, a lot of the research on this one. But looking at some of the players that made NFL rosters, because the NFL had their cutdowns last week. They have the first games of the season coming up this week, and they're getting after it. 29 players from that played high school football in Wisconsin on rosters or practice squads at the beginning of this year. That's down a little bit. Last year, that number was 31. Obviously, you have the Watt brothers, you have Melvin Gordon, you have Ryan Ramchick as, as kind of marquee-type players, Kevin Zeitler, um, but some newcomers to the list as well. Uh, new this year, Logan Bruss from Kimberly, uh, unfortunately tore, his, uh, tore up his, his knee pretty bad and is going to be on injured reserve for the Rams. Mike Caliendo uh, from Brookfield East went to Western Michigan. He is on the roster for Kansas City as is Leo Chennal, Grantsburg and Wisconsin graduate. Jake Ferguson, the tight end from Madison Memorial and Wisconsin. He's, uh, he's in the mix at uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Luke Gedeke from Valders High School, Central Michigan. He is with Tampa Bay. And Matt Henningsen uh, from Menominee Falls in Wisconsin. He is with Denver. So, uh, again, uh, uh, 29 players this year. Some players that dropped off that, as of right now, anyway, are not on a roster. We could see some of these guys get picked up at some point. But Bo Benshaw from Grafton, Brandon Brooks from Milwaukee Riverside, a longtime veteran in the NFL, Derek Carrier from Edgerton, again, a, a guy that had been in the league for quite a while, Chris Garrett from Wisconsin Lutheran, A.J. Klein from Kimberly, James Morgan, quarterback from Ashwaubenon, Joe Schobert. Uh, our good friend from Waukesha West, uh, picked up by the Broncos, but then released shortly before cutdowns, hoping to see him get back 
with an opportunity. Trey Waynes from Kenosha Bradford sounds like he's pretty much hung it up, uh, most recently with the uh, Bengals and Robert Windsor from Fond du Lac. Those guys uh, were on rosters last year, but not on rosters as of this year. Again, that could change depending on uh, how the season goes. So as we turn our attention and our look to week four of the season, uh, we have to, of course, start with our Wisconsin Dairy and Quick Trip Game of the Week. Close voting this week. Had some lengthy options in there as far as drive times. But I'm going to be heading to Crandon, where the Cardinals will host Tomahawk, that Northwoods Conference, shaping up to be really interesting Um both these teams, you know, they've they've done well. Crandon, 2-1. and one, Their only loss was a close one to Hurley. They beat Merrill and Clintonville. Uh, beat Clintonville last week. Tomahawk beat some bigger teams from the uh, Great Northern Conference, Rhinelander and Lakeland. Uh, took down Northland Pines last week. Uh, this is a, a, a place that I have never been to for a game. Never seen either of these teams play. So really, really looking forward to getting up there, checking out Crandon, hosting Tomahawk. The runner-up for our Game of the Week voting was St. Croix Falls at Northwestern. Uh, another one that would have been a lengthy trip. Uh, heading to Crandon, it's going to be about three and a half hours, uh, depending on how many quick trip stops I make. Uh, but Northwestern would have been over four hours. It would have been like four hours and ten minutes without stopping. So uh, some some lengthy options this week, which isn't uh, uncommon because now after uh, after this week and going to um, going to Crandon, the average distance that I will have traveled for the game of the week for the first four weeks is 165 miles one way, uh, which obviously is, you know, you're looking at a two and a half hour trip or so, um, one way. So all those years of people saying that I never went anywhere and I never went north of highway 21 or 10 or eight or 29 or whatever, uh, certainly making up for it the last couple of years now that I've had a little bit more freedom to get out and, and uh, be involved in the uh, outstanding Game of the Week program with our partners at Quick Trip and the Wisconsin Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin as well. So um, looking forward to going to Crandon. Uh, you know, it was interesting. The, uh, the voting for a little while uh, was leaning towards a defending state champion matchup. And, and how about this one? Defending state champion in Division Three, Pewaukee, at defending Division Four state champion Catholic Memorial. It's a conference game, which is not something that we have seen uh, much before. And it's the second time for Catholic Memorial that they're playing a defending state champion this year. It's only happened maybe 15 or so times in state history that defending state, state champions have met. And Catholic Memorial is going to do it twice in less than a month. Um CMH beat Franklin in week one, which was also our quick trip in Wisconsin Dairy game of the week. So looking forward to this one as well. It would have been a great opportunity to get out there and see it. But uh, Pewaukee coming off a, a pretty dominating win last week over Tosa East. CMH, you know, they, they rolled. So uh, a defending state champion matchup that, again, we do not get very often. And then there was a couple other games in the Fox Valley that we had as nominees that are just outstanding games. One of the better rivalries in the state, especially at the big school level, Kimberly at Appleton North. These teams have met up so many times, obviously in the regular season every year in the FBA or previously the VFA, but also a number of times that they have met in the playoffs over the years. A lot of times they play twice during this the uh, the season 
And uh, in fact, they played twice last year. Kimberly won the regular season matchup in a close one. Typical, typical close Kimberly up with the North game. Uh, they won a conference title. But then in the playoffs, North got the victory in level three uh, before North went out in the state semifinals. So again, a, a great one there in the FBA. And then how about the, a big game in the FRCC North where you have Bayport hosting Pulaski? Both these teams are undefeated and have looked really good. Um, with the peer seemingly dropping off a little bit, it looks like these are the top two teams and the favorites in that FRCC North. Maybe we'll see if uh, West Appear can can get in that conversation a little bit later. They they have to play both these teams remaining, but um, you know, two really good physical football teams there in the FRCC North. That uh, again, I, I would have loved to gone to. It would have been a great matchup. Uh, so we had some really, really good games as Quick Trip and uh, Wisconsin Dairy Game of the Week nominees this week. But I'm heading to Crandon, hosting Tomahawk, looking forward to getting up there in the North Woods. Other games of note, and we'll run through the list. We'll start in the Milwaukee area. We already talked about one of them, that uh, Pewaukee Catholic Memorial game. That's going to get a lot of eyeballs, a lot of attention, understandably. Again, uh, two defending state champions, which we do not see very often. But it's been interesting also following the Greater Metro Conference this year. Uh, traditionally a very strong league, but did not fare very well in the non-conference season. Uh, there was a couple of those teams, Germantown and Marquette, that were on that list of teams that started 0-2. You had Brookfield East losing to Racine Case in, uh, in a non-conference shocker. Sussex-Hamilton, the preseason favorite and defending conference champion, they had lost to McGuanago. Uh, to open the season. Uh, and again, Germantown, one of the teams that we had pegged as the favorites, is now 0-3. Menominee Falls is 0-3. So it sets up some interesting games this week. You've got Marquette at Brookfield East. Both those teams did score victories in week one. Marquette uh, got the, the win over Germantown to to get off the schneid. But, uh, you know, it it's it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out in the GMC. And then the other game, Menominee Falls at Germantown. Again, Germantown is 0-3. Menominee Falls is 0-3 as well. But we we kind of expected them to be a little bit lower in the league standings after uh, after last year. Um, so can Germantown get it going? Uh, this, is, this is the time. This is the time it's got to happen. So interesting games in the Greater Metro Conference, a couple interesting showdowns in the Classic 8 as well, uh, arguably the top league in the state, which you know sets up for some pretty good games each and every week. There are four undefeated teams still uh, overall in the Classic 8. One of them, probably the most surprising of the four, is Oconomowoc, excuse me, who's oh, excuse me, 3-0. and oh. They'll welcome in Kettle Moraine this week. Kettle Moraine had lost its first, uh, uh, or excuse me, had, had lost last week, um, and they're actually one and two to begin the year overall, but uh, lost the conference opener uh, last week. So uh, to Arrowhead, so Kettle Moraine and Oconomowoc, two of those teams that we thought would maybe be in that second tier behind Maguanago, Muskego, and, and maybe Arrowhead. Um, and is this a league that gets you know five or six bids out of it, or is it a four-team league? And if it's a four-team league, then one of these two teams is is going to have a hard time getting in. Um, again, they two teams that that might kind of be on that proverbial playoff bubble when things come around. Uh, although Kettle Moraine, we had uh, higher higher hopes for coming into the season. We we pegged them pretty highly in Division Two. 
Uh, but again, they've they've struggled a little bit out of the gates and looking to get things turned around, but at a undefeated Oconomowoc team. Also have Waukesha West at Arrowhead. Waukesha West has struggled a little bit this year. They uh, they got beat by Muskego last week. They're one and two to start the season. They had gotten beat pretty handily by Madison Memorial back in the non-conference play. And uh, they're looking to get going a little bit while, while Arrowhead looking to continue some pretty strong momentum uh, to open the season. They had wins in the non-conference over Marquette and Homestead, then beat Kettle Moraine. Now they've got Waukesha West. Um, Coach Matt Harris's group just looking to build on, uh, on the momentum that they've created so far early in the year. Southeast Conference, uh, Franklin, we, you know, we've, we think they're going to be the favorites, but the two teams that are, are best positioned to challenge them do meet up this week as you have Oak Creek traveling to Racine Horlick. Oak Creek uh, is 2-1. and one. Horlick is 3-0, and oh, um, but has not played you know, the, the schedule uh, of some other teams. So it, it's going to be interesting. Our, whichever team wins this one, is is going to be best positioned to challenge Franklin uh, if if anybody can. So big one in the Southeast Conference. Um, mention the big one in the Parkland with uh, defending champions Pewaukee and Catholic Memorial squ- uh, squaring off. But another interesting game in the Parkland Conference will feature Wauwatosa West at New Berlin West. New Berlin West is 3-0, and a, a bit of a surprise 3-0 and team right now. Again, one of those teams that hasn't played the, the most grueling schedule yet. Their win last week to open conference was uh, over Pius Catholic, who's really struggling. Tosa West is two and one, um, but they did lose their opener last week against New, their conference opener last week against New Berlin Eisenhower. So this one is uh, an interesting one in the Parkland Conference. Down in the Southern Lakes Conference, you've got Badger hosting Wilmot. Wilmot struggled last year, but three and zero to start this year. A lot of talent on that team. They had high expectations as being one of the Real breakout teams possibly this year, and they will uh, go to take on a Badger team that's always a contender in that Southern Lakes Conference. Before we move on to the Madison area, let's take one more chance to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting, putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. In the Madison area, again, we had uh, last week a couple really outstanding showdowns in the Capitol Conference, and we're going to continue to see week after week some really good games in the Capitol. Mentioned that Lake Mills went down to uh, Edgewood last week, and now Lake Mills gets another one of the elite teams in the Capitol Conference and elite teams in the state as they will take on and host the Columbus Cardinals, who scored a dominating victory over Bigfoot last week. Uh, Columbus just rocking and rolling right now and I am already peeking ahead to a uh, Columbus Edgewood matchup later in the year uh, one that I, I imagine will be one of our game of the week nominees when that one rolls around um, I was doing a little bit of a look ahead earlier this week to kind of plan out possibly some future weeks that one will take place uh, in two weeks September 23rd Columbus will host Edgewood uh, those teams were supposed to play last year by the way, and then Columbus, or excuse me, Edgewood um, had to uh, had that issue in the playoffs where they had used a ineligible player, got removed from the playoffs, and uh, Columbus uh, ended up playing Kewaskum instead. So Columbus Edgewood, two weeks away, 
Mark your calendars, but Edgewood uh, obviously has to take care of business, and Columbus has to take care of business at a very good Lake Mills team. Big 8 conference, as we've talked about before, with Sun Prairie moving out, really opens things up in that league. And two of the teams that we expected to be contenders were Middleton and Verona, the other two suburban powers in the Big 8 conference. It hasn't always gone great this year so far, but... um, you know, they get a chance. The, the Battle of Highway M, as our good friend Rob Hernandez always uh, always termed this one. Uh, Middleton is 1-2, and two, but they did win their conference opener last week over La Follette. Verona opened conference play with a dominating win over Madison East. So this one could go a long way in determining a conference championship. Janesville Parker, Janesville Craig also meet up this week. The Battle of Monterey at uh, Monterey Stadium uh, in a Big 8 game. A few uh, Badger Conference games of note. Uh, well, I guess one of them is no longer a Badger Conference game. But uh, my Reedsburg Beavers will host Lacrosse Logan this week. Reedsburg's three and zero. They've they've had a couple close calls, but have been able to uh, pull pull some things out, including last week uh, against Lacrosse Central. Reedsburg got a little fortunate. They were up and then saw Central come back. Central uh, scored late and had a potential two point conversion that would have tied the game. And uh, unfortunately, the receiver dropped what was a pretty wide-open uh, conversion pass, and Reedsburg held on. So Reedsburg welcomes in Lacrosse Logan. And then in, in the Badger Conference, we talked earlier about DeForest, who's 0-3 to start the year in looking to get back on track. They take on Portage this week, who shut out Sauk Prairie last week. Portage is a, an improved program, but are they improved enough to challenge you know a top team like DeForest? And is DeForest ready to put an 0-3 start behind them and get on a little bit of a, a momentum this week. In the Swall Conference, uh, actually this is a, a Swall Six Rivers crossover technically, uh, Belleville from the Swall, who's undefeated, will take on Southwestern East Dubuque Co-op from the Six Rivers. They're undefeated as well. Uh, Southwestern had moved to the Six Rivers as part of the recent conference realignment, but I have seen uh, some some discussions or proposals or requests uh, that they will likely put forward that uh, they want to get back in the Swall, especially with the new co-op with East Dubuque. I don't know. I still haven't gotten a uh, a number for sure on the enrollment that East Dubuque is contributing to that co-op, but Southwestern's right around 150. So, you know, that co-op puts them a, a little bit more in the Swall range in terms of, uh, of enrollment, most likely. So uh, they, they could be requesting uh, to get back in the, in the Swall when the next realignment cycle comes around. In the Fox Valley, we already highlighted uh, two of the biggest games in, uh, in the Fox Valley, but there are a number of other good ones. Uh, again, Kimberly at Appleton North and Pulaski at Bayport were part of our Game of the Week nominees. Another one that certainly could have been a Game of the Week nominee uh, in the FBA, Nina is off to an outstanding start. The Rockets are 3-0. and Jace Jenkins is having an outstanding season at running back among the state leaders in rushing. And they will welcome in Fond du Lac this week, the, the first conference test, real big test for Nina, as, uh, as, as we will find out if they are a you know, contender or if they're just kind of in that second tier. We thought Kimberly, Fond du Lac, and Appleton North were probably the top, uh, top grouping with Nina in the next one. Um, but an impressive start by Nina has them thinking that maybe they can get into that conversation and, and push for a 
conference championship in the FBA. We talked about the FRCC North with Pulaski and Bayport. Another good one there as West Appear will welcome in Ashwabanon. Ashwabanon got a win to start conference play last week, much needed because they had started 0-2. West Appear is undefeated. They were uh, a 77-0 winner last week in uh, in a crossover game against Green Bay West, really outmatched uh, Green Bay West squad. Uh, but again, West Appear, I, I think, you know, could be that team to challenge Pulaski and Bayport potentially, but they've got to keep rolling on. They've got some really uh, outstanding weapons. Duke Sheveld at the uh, at the quarterback spot, Najee Mitchell, running back, uh, good receiver group. So they've got some offensive weapons that certainly can do some things. Bonduel will travel to Southern Door. This is another one that I actually had uh, had thought about making as a uh, a game of the week nominee. Would have been nice to get up to the the Door County area, you know, late summer, uh, fall type uh, setting. Uh, but Southern Door is undefeated. Bonduel has got one loss, but they opened uh, conference play with a win. Uh, so so that'll be an interesting game. You've got Brilliant at Two Rivers. Defending Division Seven champion Reedsville has started off really strong this year. We were uh, unsure you know, how things would go with, uh, with the Panthers. They lost a lot of talent from last year. They lost their head coach from last year. But they've just kept trucking, and, and they had a shutout win over Manitowoc Lutheran last week. They got a Cedar Grove Belgium team that won last week. It was a really exciting game against Howard's Grove, a shootout. Uh, and, and again, a, a needed win for Cedar Grove Belgium because they had been 0-2 to start the year. Kiwaskum welcomes in Port Washington in a key East Central Conference game. I have uh, one of those games that I've kind of pegged as a possible future Game of the Week nominee would be Kiwaskum in Plymouth. They play later this year. I'd love to get up and see that rivalry contest. You've also got Xavier at Fox Valley Lutheran in a Bay Conference uh, Northeastern Conference crossover, the Apple Bowl. Uh, you know, A lot of people feel like those teams should be in the same conference, and I don't disagree uh, with the construction of the Bay. There's somebody that's got to go up there, and right now it's Xavier, so... We'll see if uh, at some point they'll be back together. But they have continued that that rivalry, the Apple Bowl, and, and it's certainly good to see. We'll move on to the north central part of the state where our game of the week is featured. Crandon hosting Tomahawk in a Northwoods Conference game. You've also got a big rivalry matchup, Wisconsin Rapids and Stevens Point on the docket this week. One of the most played rivalries in state history. In fact, if you look at the most played rivalries uh, list on Wisports.net, this one comes in uh, 12th. This will be the 107th meeting between Stevens Point and Wisconsin Rapids. Stevens Point, by the way, leads this uh, that rivalry series 56, 39, and 11. So there were 11 ties at different uh, points along the way uh, in, in this rivalry. Uh, also in the, in the VFA, you've got D.C. Everest at Marshfield, and then... In the CWC Large, Wittenberg-Burnhamwood, who's remained a, a really strong team this year, again, after losing some really talented players last year, after uh, losing their head coach, Bernard Holsley had stepped down. They're looking really good. They're taking on Amherst, who started 0-2 but got a win last week. And then also in the CWC Large, Shyocton, a team that I had liked quite a bit, uh, went down in a close game to Amherst last week. They welcome in Stratford. In the Eau Claire and uh, Northwest area of the state, there are a couple pretty significant rivalry games up there in the Big Rivers Conference. You've got, first of all, Chippewa Falls at Menominee for the 110th 
time in this one. Menominee leads that series 57-47 in two, although there are results missing for three games. So 57-47 and two does not add up to 109, but again, missing a, a few results in uh, the early years of that, uh, that series. So again, the 110th meeting between Chippewa Falls and Menominee. River Falls is at Hudson. This one is the 105th meeting between these teams. River Falls leads the all-time series 55-49, to first played way back in 1899. Again, I was at Chippewa Falls last week, got a chance to see the Cardinals, got a chance to see the Hudson Raiders. The, the Big Rivers Conference is always so competitive, and in, in fact, a lot of years, especially recently, the conference championship has been shared. The it's really hard to go undefeated through that conference, um, and you know, it, whoever loses one of these games is not out of it by any means. Um, and just great rivalry games this week in the Big Rivers Conference. In the lacrosse area, you've got Altoona at Aquinas. Uh, you've also got, uh, again, one of the uh, nominees that we had for Game of the Week in the northwest part of the state, Northwestern, is hosting St. Croix Falls. And also Ellsworth is uh, welcoming in Baldwin-Woodville in a middle border conference game. So those are some of the games on the, on the schedule this week of note. Uh, again, some really outstanding games, those Game of the Week nominees. I mean, any of them more than deserving. Anytime you have a Defending conference, defending state championship matchup like we have with Pewaukee and Catholic Memorial, that's special. Appleton North and Kimberly, that's a special matchup as well. So looking forward to a great week of games in week four. Knock on wood. I won't knock on wood because it's really harsh on the microphone. But uh, that we don't have the kind of weather issues that we've had a couple times this week, including last week, where there was uh, games that were impacted and uh, delayed, like the game that I was at in Chippewa Falls. There were some games that, um, at least one game I know, that, that did not get resumed uh, because of the, the weather. And uh, it was just a, a bit of a challenge, especially in the northern part of the state. So knock on wood, we do not have those kinds of issues this week. At least where I am at, the weather looks like it's going to be pretty good. A little bit warm, uh, talking, you know, up, not upper, but uh, into the 80s uh, this week, the rest of the week, Wednesday through Friday, so make sure you're hydrating. Make sure you're staying uh, nice and hydrated and safe out there. And let's get it done on Friday night, huh? Uh, Going to be a great night of high school football. Uh, again, school's in session. So uh, not a holiday weekend like last weekend. You know, full, well, not a full week, I guess, but a more normal week this week of four days of school, getting into the, a little bit more normalcy uh, in school, which coaches love and makes things a little bit easier when it comes to Structure, schedule, consistency, all that good stuff. So big week four coming up here this weekend. We also this weekend, by the way, uh, have our uh, WSN Basketball Showcase. Unfortunately, as of right now, registration is full for that event. Um, unfortunate for those that are still interested in signing up, that is. But we have over 260 signed up between boys and girls. Going to be a great day of basketball on Sunday at Kettle Moraine. So make sure you check out uh, all of our social channels uh, Travis WSN, Norbert Durst, Mark Miller, Colton Wilson, WSN events, all of us uh, on Sunday for, uh, for notes and videos and pictures and results and everything else from that great day of basketball. Uh, we'll have information coming out next week on uh, you know how it went, the results, the teams. Mark and Norbert will do some uh, more detailed write-ups on some of the top prospects from that event as well. 
So again, looking forward to a great day. Excuse me, great day of basketball on Sunday at Kettle Moraine. Going to be a long weekend, at least. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, Thursday I've got uh, my son's freshman football game up in Lacrosse. Going to go to that. Friday I've got a three and a half hour drive to Crandon and a three and a half hour drive home. Probably get home two in the morning. Uh, youth football Saturday morning. Going to head to a Brewer game Saturday night before uh, staying down in the Milwaukee area and going to the uh, WSN Basketball Showcase on Sunday. But it's going to be a fun weekend, an action-packed weekend. And again, hoping everybody can get out and uh, and check out some games in their area on Friday night. Uh, we are going to be coming up here in, in the next couple weeks uh, just to, to give a little preview. Area meetings for the WIAA will start here in the next couple weeks and will continue around the state of Wisconsin over uh, most of September where the WIAA staff will go out to seven different locations in these seven districts around the state of Wisconsin to uh, touch base with, uh, with the schools and the athletic directors to kind of give an idea of what, you know, what's going on, get some feedback on some things. They will have some, some topics that they will want feedback and discussion on, and we will report from a couple of those most likely. I usually go to the one in Mauston, which is very close to my house, and then try to get down to the one at Mount Horeb Barneveld, or excuse me, at Mount Horeb uh, when I can as well. So uh, you, can, you can look for some stuff with that. Also, in the next couple of weeks, we hope to uh, be able to bring on some guests to the WSN podcast to chat a little bit about a, a, a few things going on, including hopefully getting some folks on to chat a little bit about the boys um, and girls volleyball seasons coming up, soccer, uh, some of the other fall sports things that are happening right now. So going to try to diversify the podcast a little bit while still uh, certainly uh, talking about what's going on in high school football and, and everything else. Because again, we're, we're getting to that point where in a couple weeks, we're going to start using that P word a little bit more, the playoffs, uh, with teams getting close in a couple weeks to clinching playoff spots and you know being playoff eligible and, and all those good things. So uh, it's going to be a fun one uh, this week. Get out and check out a game if you can. But Let's, uh, let's do one more reminder. Help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save just might be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, that will do it for today's WSN podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.